everybody and welcome to a new episode of Evie's Korean Drama Podcast Show. My name is Evie, I'm your host, and I am a K-drama obsessive. So this is the show where I waffle on about all of the K-drama that I love. If you'd like to support the show, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Evie Korean Drama Podcast. There you will find extra podcast episodes and updates on what I'm watching at the moment. Also, just before I get started, please be warned that I do swear a little bit on this show when I get excited. And when I'm talking about K-drama, I always get excited. Alright, so I thank you very, very much for listening and let's get on with the K-drama show. Welcome to episode 15 of the Lee Evie K-Drama podcast show. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It's very exciting to be back. Um, today I'm kind of sticking with the same format I used last week, uh, which was multiple dramas in one show. Um, just because it's fun and because there was a couple dramas this week that I just kind of felt like talking about. Um, and you know what I've really, really realized from doing these kind of... Um, you know, multiple drama podcast format is that I have watched a lot of K-drama over the years, like a lot, a lot. Um, it's kind of, I, I kind of wish I'd kept better track of it all, you know, and written down ratings or, you know, I kind of had a website back then with a blog where I could have talked about all the shows that I had been watching over so many years. Um, so I'm kind of playing a uh, catch up, I suppose, now with the podcast, which is kind of fun, I guess. Um, except that, you know, quite a few of the shows so long ago that I saw them. Um, which is kind of fun because I kind of look into them a bit more when I decide to, you know, have a little discussion about it on the show. And it's kind of fun to be reminded of all the cool shows that I have watched over so many years. Um, I guess I have been obsessed with K-dramas probably just over eight years now, which I'm sure doesn't sound very long compared to maybe some other listeners who have been loving them for a lot, lot longer than me. But I have to say, you know, it Finding K-dramas has completely changed my whole life and I have just, I dived deep, really deep and I watch them all the time. So that's pretty much my introduction. I won't go into anything further. I'm going to talk about three different shows today. Okay, so the first show that I'm going to talk about today is Cheese in the Trap. This show came out in 2016 and I watched it as it aired. Um, there was a lot of you know, controversy and a lot of uproar about it at the time, which I remember, um, which I didn't really get too involved in. Um, but I can't believe that it's been that many years since I was watching this show when it came out. Um, my overall feelings towards Cheese in the Trap, uh, which is kind of... You know, I think it was sort of styled like a rom-com, but it's not really. It's a bit deep and dark. It's a little bit scary. It's a very interesting show. Um, My overall feelings are that are really positive. I really, really enjoyed it. And I almost feel like as a viewer, you're probably put into two camps. If you knew 
the webcomic or the webtoon that this drama was based on, probably you ended up hating the drama <laughs> because it diverts massively from I think what the author of the webtoon really probably wanted it to be and what the original webtoon was making it be. Um, but as a viewer who came in completely blind, I didn't know anything about the webtoon except that there was one. Um, I didn't you know, really know when the drama started diverting from the original storyline and adding in more scenes and fleshing out different characters. Um, so frankly, I just loved it. I loved watching it. Um, it's an interesting show, uh, I think, because it does have a bit of dark content, but it is so addictive. It is like watching this just a addictive rom-com. Not that it's really a comedy exactly, but I was so into it. Um, this was one of those very like reaching for the next episode, where's my next fix kind of shows. It was a very, very fascinating one. Um, so the big controversy, just in case you happen to not know, back in 2016 was that this drama very definitely had cast a male lead played by the actor Park Hae-jin. And he was playing the main character in the drama, who is this, he's a college student, a uni student, and he's very, you know, he's good looking, he's charming, he's good at everything. And then this one girl at his uni, who is played by the actress Kim Go-eun, um, who plays a character called Hong Sol, starts to realise that this perfect, amazing guy that everyone adores might not exactly be what everyone thinks he is and he might have a very dark streak potentially bordering on I don't know if I should but a little bit psychopathic potentially like he's he's got some serious serious issues um I think in another life um the character played by Park Hae-jin whose name is Yoo Jung I, I honestly think in a different drama Yoo Jung could have been a complete you know, serial killer psycho. But in this drama, it's a rom-com, so that's not where it goes. But I have to say, uh, in terms of a story, what a fascinating idea to put a guy with this kind of dual personality, or not even a dual personality. He is that darkness. That's who he is. And he puts on the sweet, happy, nice side. That's the side of him that is fake. And that's what's very fascinating about him as a character. Um, so he kind of goes through this romance in the drama with Hong Sol, who is played by Kim Go-eun. She, um, this is apparently her first drama, but she's more of a movie actress and she's been very successful in a lot of different Korean movies. This was my first time seeing her and I really liked her. She has like crazy curly kind of buffy hair the whole time and She's very put upon. She's She has a really, really tough time during this drama. I think she's struggling not only with her uni, but also as she embarks on this relationship with this guy who just, he's not easy. So she goes through a lot of stress and strain and I really liked her. I really identified with her. I thought she was a lovely main character and a great sort of entrance point, I think, to make you really care about her and the story as she navigates this like, really strange guy who again is completely fascinating it's a very very clever story so I have to say you know all the people who love the webtoon so much of course they do the story setup is gold it's so clever it's very fresh it's not like anything I've seen before um, and I haven't seen a hero like Yu Jung before either so I did really like all that 
Um, and I guess the point where, um, you know, it started to go wrong for people who loved the webtoon is this drama has a second male lead um, played by the actor So Kang Joon, who is, um, oh, no. No, did you hear that? That was me getting a text. I forgot to put my phone on silent. How embarrassing. Um, I'll, I'll, potentially I'll cut that out or potentially I won't if I can't can figure out how to edit this thing. <laughs> anyway, so there is a second male lead in this drama called So Kang Joon and he is playing a character called Baek Ino. So the actor So Kang Joon is unbelievably pretty man this is the first drama I ever saw him in and I loved him I loved him so much he's absolutely gorgeous and I think he's so good in this drama I think he gets a lot of flack for not being able to act um maybe in other projects he hasn't done great in the past I don't know I think he's he's really eye-catching in this and I don't just mean because he's so good looking he's I think he's really really good um so he plays the second male lead and the problem everyone has is that he gets a lot of screen time so as the drama progresses it's almost like the main lead focus shifts off Yoo Jung as the main character and moves on to the second male lead of Becky No. Um, I personally didn't mind at all because I liked him so much and I was 100% shipping him with Hong Sol. I wanted them to end up together so badly. I thought they would be so good together and I felt like as much as Yoo Jung is such a fascinating character, he's not a healthy dude. I mean, he's not healthy for Hong Sol. Hong Sol being with him, it's a heartache and she can't help who she likes. I don't think there's any point in this drama that I never felt like she was wavering in her feelings between the two men. I think she's very solely into Yoo Jung but I think she becomes very, very close friends with in Ho and she trusts him and she likes him as a friend but very closely but Beck in Ho I mean you know I've mentioned on this podcast before like when you have dudes who have unrequited love with a heroine like I can't help it my heartstrings get tugged I just I want it to work out so badly you know I just felt so sad for him throughout this drama he really really captured my heart and he you know he he's not that into her at the start they just sort of have this sort of kind of bickering friendship and this friendship evolves into him I think falling completely head over heels in love with her and the reason that I really shipped them together is that friendship you know when they hang out together they're both really happy they're both really comfortable neither of them have to pretend to be different to what they are and on top of that I think they both give each other a lot of support. Beck in Ho at the start of the drama is I guess, in a way, a little bit of a waster. He has had this awful experience um, with Yu Jung in their high school years that has basically made him decide he doesn't give a shit about anything. Um, but of course he does, really. And it is Hong Sol, and I think his awakening feelings for Hong Sol that sparks him to start giving a shit about life again and trying, trying to do something with his life again. 
So I actually loved his storyline. I loved watching him sort of regain his passion for music and delve into it. And I loved everything about it. Um, I particularly liked all the section of the drama where, which is probably, to be honest, the turning point where a lot of people started to hate it. But Hong Sol, um, you know, her family ends up moving very far away from her college and she has to commute every day to get to uni. And then Becky and Ho actually gets a job at her parents' little restaurant thing or whatever it was. And the two of them are kind of like commuting and spending all this time together and I loved it it was so good um even though this is kind of a ridiculous thing but fashion in k-dramas I'm pretty sure most of you (laughs) have noticed is sometimes very bonkers like there is a lot of crazy suits going on and really crazy colors and I love it but also I have to say that Beck in Ho's wardrobe in this drama, the stuff that So Kung Joon is wearing was more like up my alley of real life, like guys dressing like that. To me, I think he looked really nice. And as I've mentioned on podcasts in the past, it's the whole scruffy poor guy thing. I guess that works for me. I don't know. I feel slightly embarrassed to admit it. <laughs> but the stuff that So Kung Joon, or I guess how he's styled, I mean, I know he has like little poodle hair and stuff, but that's fine. But the clothes he wears, I think are very cool and he looks super excellent. Um, so I guess in terms of cast, the other people that I might mention is Namju uh, Hyuk is actually in this drama um, and also Lee Sung-kyung. So Lee Sung-kyung plays Baekhyun Ho's sister and in this drama, she's awful. Like she's a complete and utter lunatic. All she does is be hot and screech at everyone. And I have to say, she is one of the most beautiful looking women on earth. Like she is stunning and she you know the actress has a model background but in this drama I fucking hated her and I'm sure everyone did other than the fact that when she was on screen I was like fuck she's a good looking woman like she's beautiful but I really she's a horrible character she's not someone who's likable she's just so screechy and spoiled um But it's interesting, this was my first experience with her, and I remember hearing that she got cast in weightlifting fairy Kim Bok-ju, which was, I think, the next drama she did. And I was like, that screeching, beautiful model lady is going to play a weightlifter? And I just thought it was ridiculous, along with, I remember everyone else, lots of uproar about that as well. And of course, if you have seen that drama, weightlifting fairy Kim Bok-ju, you will know that Lee Sung-kyung was extraordinary in it. She was beautiful and luminous and just so good. And that is one of the best dramas ever, in my opinion. Um, it's such a beautiful romance story and coming of age and you know, finding yourself story. And she totally owned that role. And it, after, you know, watching Cheese in the Trap, it's, you never would guess that she would go on and pull off a role like that. Um, and it kind of goes to show, you know, you can get really turned off someone when they play a character that you really dislike. But I guess she played that character. Um, Lee Sung-kyung played that character very, very well in this drama, Cheese in the Trap, because I was meant to hate her. You know, you're not meant to like her, but it's a kind of a shame, I think, the way sometimes as a viewer, it, it can be difficult to differentiate between an actor's performance and the character. You know, like Lee Sung-kyung is obviously a lovely person and fantastic actress. It's just the character that was totally shit. <laughs> um, and also, it's kind of cool to mention because I'd forgotten, but Namju Hyok is in this, or Hyok, I can't pronounce his name, of course. Um, he had a really side role in this which is interesting he's you know obviously 
totally uh, male lead now. I even feel like I thought he was back then, but maybe he wasn't. Um, and of course, he went on to be the lead in weightlifting fairy Kim Bok Ju. And he's one of those actors that I find very charming and really like, uh, but don't particularly follow him from drama to drama. I wouldn't watch a show because he's in it, but he's actually in... Um, two of my favorite shows of all time and I seem to have watched all these other shows um you know obviously weightlifting fairy Kim Bok Ju is one of my favorite shows of all time and he's also in um school 2015 who are you with Kim So Hyun which is also one of my favorite shows of all time which is like a teen youth melodrama very romantic and dramatic and you know teen it's fantastic <laughs> I'll probably talk about that in the future um, so I'm just going to see, was there anything else I wanted to talk about with Cheese in the Trap before I finish up? Um, I guess I'll talk about the ending just a little bit. Um, actually, just be before I talk about the ending, I will just mention that the casting of So Kang Joon as Lee Sung Kyung's brother, both of them are insanely good looking and both of them have the same eye color. I don't know if you've noticed this. It took me a little while of watching them both on screen, but um, they both, I, I don't know if it's contact lenses or not, but they both have these eyes in every single drama and I kind of feel like maybe it's natural. They're very, very light sort of um, amber eyes. I don't quite know what the color is, but you know, not very dark brown, this really light sort of reddish brown sort of color. Um, so they both have the same eyes and they both have beautiful faces. So they're very well cast as siblings, I must say. Uh, that was slightly off topic. So now I'm back to the ending, which is what I wanted to talk about. Um, the ending of this show is pretty fucking depressing. I was shocked. I mean, I'd watched enough dramas by this point to know that my hope that Hong Sol would end up in a really healthy, happy relationship with Beck In Ho was not going to happen. And of course it didn't happen. Um, he definitely was second male lead. She was never really into him. Um, I thought the ending for the siblings, um, the Beck siblings, Beck In Ho and Beck In Ha was strange. I don't really understand it. He was just happily playing piano in a bar and life was good and, you know, they'd have sorted all their shit out, I suppose. But it was kind of weird. I felt like he was so heartbroken and then it was all just good. I guess it's a flash forward. I don't know. I felt a little bit unfinished, I suppose. Um, I don't know what else they would have done with that. Um, but the real kind of depressing thing, I think, is that Yoo Jung and Hong Sol don't exactly end up together. He goes away and she is hooked on him and she sort of talks about at the end of the drama the fact that she <laughs> she's had such a hard time in her life such a slog in college and she's sort of just doing everything to get through to get this better life to to live better and at the end of the drama we catch up with her in this sort of flash forward and we see what she's doing now she's finally got you know the coveted office job and it's the same and she says it's the same she says it's just the same shit you know the same people that gave her hell before are here in different versions you know all the same stuff going on and I found it unbelievably dark ending to be honest and we see that she's sending these emails to Yoo Jung and he's I think he's not even reading them and the end of the drama kind of has this spark of hope and that I think he's finally read one of her emails or some shit like that I don't know I didn't find it very satisfying I found it extremely depressing um 
to kind of the point where you wonder, I don't wonder like why the story exists or why it all happened because I loved watching it. I was completely addicted to it. It was fantastic. But in terms of a character growth, I don't, you know, as as a story structure, I suppose it doesn't really make sense because Hong Sol doesn't really grow and she just ends up in the exact same position she is at the start of the drama except now on top of everything else she's dealing with she's pining for this man who's just kind of gone so yeah very dark ending for I mean it's not a rom-com so I guess that's fine um but yeah I I was quite struck by this drama um I really liked it I really shipped Hong Sol and Beck in Ho so intensely that probably part of my reaction to the ending was just that they didn't get together and it was so dark and I felt so sorry for Hong Sol and I felt sorry for myself that my ship did not sail. Um, that's probably all I'll say on Cheese in the Trap. I think if you haven't watched it, it is definitely worth a watch. Um, it's it's a really, really good drama um, and I think if you haven't watch or read the webtoon and you don't have sort of preconceived notions of what the show should be then probably you would just thoroughly enjoy it I think it's very very good and um, I think all the actors and actresses in this are really fantastic and you know just so pretty they're great to look at <laughs> the second drama that I've chosen to talk about uh, this week is a drama that is called mm, it's called that psychometric guy or um, he is psychometric. Um, the site that I was watching it on said it was called That Psychometric Guy. So this is a 2019 drama, so it's quite recent as I record this. I watched it earlier this year. Um, I It was an interesting one. I picked it even though I didn't know any of the actors and actresses in it. I, I literally just picked it because I thought it kind of sounded interesting um, and after I started watching it I found it very cute at the start it's you know the teen stuff like I really enjoyed it um, it's a very interesting show it's basically about this guy um, whose name is uh, Ian so he has this ability to touch objects and he can kind of get these flashes of images and he is very interested in using that to um, kind of solve mysteries I suppose um, and meanwhile the female lead is Yoon Jae-in um, so she's an actress that I don't know uh, Shin Yeun. I really liked her in this I thought she was she's very very pretty and I thought she did a really good job I really liked her um, I'm not going to talk too much about the actual plot stuff so this drama for me, I really liked the leads. They have a romance, they, you know, get into danger, all this stuff happens and I really liked them. Um, Ian, who's the male lead in this, is played by Jin Young, who I know is a K-pop guy um, and I think is very, very famous and beloved. Um, I had never seen him before in anything. I thought he was really good in this. He was very, very charming and really likable as a main character. So I really liked all their scenes, um, the two mains, and I really liked their romance. But as sometimes seems to happen to me, I got insanely hooked on the side couple in this show to the point where I think I was watching for them um, after about the three quarters mark or something. I was just obsessed. I just, I loved them so much. Um, so this side couple that I adored, 
was um, Sung Mo, who is Ian's older brother, but older brother through an orphanage. So they're not related, but they are, you know, they're, they're brothers um, and they live together. And he is a prosecutor from memory and he works very closely with this um, detective called Jisoo, who is played by an actress called Kim Da Som. So I haven't seen Kim Da Som before, um, but I loved her in this. She's very like rough and tumble and just like, oh, she was great actually. And she is completely hopelessly in love with Sung Mo, who's the older brother, who's played by an actor I hadn't seen before called Kim Kwon, who is unbelievably like good looking and eye catching and charismatic and is a real scene stealer. And I presume if I judge by all the comments on, you know, all the different sites when I was watching this, that other people felt the same way. I really thought he was a bit of a standout in this, um, even though he does play this very, you know, reserved kind of cool, cold kind of guy. So it's not like, you know, a very energetic sort of performance, um, but he was very, very eye-catching. Maybe that's just because he was so good looking. I don't know, <laughs> but I thought he was really good. Um, so... Jisoo, the detective, is hopelessly in love with Sung Mo. And Sung Mo is just, he gives her nothing. He never gives her any reactions to her feelings. And as a viewer, you're like, does he like her? Does he not like her? Like, what's going on? And as the story unfolds, things get so interesting and so complicated. And Sung Mo's character just blew me away. Like, I loved it. This as a mystery, you know, the, the depth and the darkness of his storyline to the point where I was kind of like, why is this dude not the lead? Like, why isn't this the story we're exploring? Like, this is fucking fascinating. It was so good, but so dark. Um, so basically, Sung Mo is the son of a woman who got abducted as a young woman and put in this horrible little shithole basement under the earth in a horrible abandoned factory and obviously this horrible guy who's stolen her away has raped her and she has had a baby in the darkness in this basement and Sung Mo has grown up there. He has grown up until the point where he escapes and it is it is fucked up. Like that is so fucked up. I was so disturbed. And yet in terms of a story, the emotional depth of it and just how much it hooked me into caring, caring so much for him, but also up until the point that we discover that it's quite late in the drama. And I think the drama does a really good job of having um, Sung Mo be very very reserved and emotionless for most of the show. Um, but you still really like him. I think he's got enough going on that you really, really care about him. So the point where you begin to wonder, because the show makes you wonder whether he has something very wrong with him in terms of emotions, that perhaps he can't feel normal emotions like happiness or empathy and of course not being able to feel empathy for other people is one of the most terrifying things that there could be about a person 
um, there is a point in the drama where it kind of pushes that maybe Sung Mo is the same as, you know, the scary serial killer dude that they're all trying to capture because you know, maybe there's something wrong in his brain that he's unable to feel the emotions that a human being needs to feel to be able to understand not to hurt other people and, you know, to be kind and not, you know, murder people. Um, and I really liked it. I liked how slowly the mystery of Sung Mo unfolded to the point where you realize what his backstory is. And it's so much worse than you ever, ever could have possibly imagined that it might be. Um, and by that point, you just, well, I was just hooked. I just wanted more. I wanted to know more. Um, and I couldn't help but be like, why isn't he the main character? And why isn't Jisoo the main character? Because I loved their dynamic. Um, I thought they would have just been so good as, you know, like a, a crime fighting duo. He's like, he's slick, his hair's slick. He's, you know, really um, business suit and put together and so you know, really neat and great and stylish. And she is just this absolute kind of energetic, um, big mess, very tough, like tough as nails woman. And I really liked her. She's real loud mouth. She's just like a go get them. And then the only thing she really has is this sort of weakness is that she's just so in love with him and he's not interested in her. And she's sort of still there and they're working together and stuff. And I, I just adored their dynamic. Um, and I wanted them to get together so badly. So I can imagine if you have watched this show, um, this is a major spoiler, but I've never said you know, everything I talk about is a spoiler, basically. So I won't stop now. But um, Jisoo, she dies. She just fully dies. And I was so upset. I wanted her to get with Sung Mo. And I wanted her to, you know, help him, I guess, um, start feeling all these emotions. And I think, I think he's, you know, he's so hell bent on revenge or not even revenge but just stopping this relentless pursuit that his horrible creepy serial killer father has that he's just ruining Sung Mo and Sung Mo's mother's life and he just wants it all to end and I think Sung Mo himself is so scared in a way you know a, a not very emotional way about whether he you know can live normally and have the same emotions and I felt like he could like he totally could when Jisoo gets injured he is beside himself like he's horrified he's upset if he didn't have human emotions he wouldn't have reacted the way that he did and he wouldn't have loved Eon um he didn't keep Eon with him all those years just because Eon had a psychometric ability and he wanted to use him it's more than that he cares about him but, you know, I found that whole um, kind of storyline about Sung Mo and whether Sung Mo could feel or couldn't feel or whether he was close to going too far over the line or not. Like, fascinating. It was all fascinating. And I just really wanted a happy ending, I suppose, for him and particularly for Jisoo because I thought she was a really cool character and I really enjoyed all her screen time. And I really liked the kind of dynamic that her and Sung Mo had, that they were very opposite. You know, she's really messy and tough and he's really reserved and slick. And they really worked as like a really cool sort of um, partners, crime fighting duo kind of dynamic. So I do wish, um, I wish that it had just ended differently, but I think, you know, that could, I think that's just a personal thing that I, I wasn't really ready for such a sad, unhappy ending um, in this drama. I didn't really realize that that's what I was in for when I picked it up, but 
you know, it's my own fault for going for the second, the kind of second lead couple instead of the main lead couple. Um, that, that would be my huge mistake. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I really enjoyed this drama. Very interesting. Well worth a watch. Um, just, you know, don't get so attached to Jisoo and Sungmo like I did because it'll kill you. Wow, boys over flowers. Um, I'd be really interested to know if anyone listening to this hasn't seen it. Um, I feel like it's such a rite of passage for K-drama fans to kind of to go through this one. It is really long. It's a bit of a slog, but it's also completely fantastic. I loved it, but also... It's kind of terrible. It's sort of trash, but like addictive, fantastic, bonkers trash. Um, it's a hard thing to describe, I think, but it really, really does have some of that K-drama magic that really, you know, gets you coming back for more. So this drama came out in 2009. It had 25 episodes, which is, you know, quite a lot for a kind of romantic, romantic comedy and a really know a, a bonkers romance comedy um and it also has a lot of uh really exciting sort of overseas shoots um I remember watching it and all the characters go to New Caledonia in the South Pacific and I was like oh my gosh I need to go there and I've had a lifelong dream to go there ever since and still haven't managed it um very sadly <laughs> um this this drama I mean I'm not gonna say this drama is great but I think that I think if you like dramas, it's just worth a watch. It's fun. It's silly. It's hilarious. The clothes everyone wears is bonkers and it's insane. It's completely insane. There is, you know, comas and lost memories and about a thousand kidnappings and like forced marriages and just everything you can think of. Um, just as a random aside, because I didn't know, I'm just going to read out this little note um, because I didn't, I've never known what Boys Over Flowers meant exactly. So here it says, the original Japanese title, Hanayori Dango, or Boys Over Flowers, is a pun on the Japanese old saying, dumplings over flowers, which refers to people who attend Hanami or flower festival, but instead of enjoying flowers, focus more on the materialistic side of the event, such as getting food and buying souvenirs. So that is that's quite interesting. I never actually knew what it meant. Um, obviously, from what I've just said, and probably you already know, um, Boys Over Flowers is the Korean version of a Japanese manga that was also created into you know a Japanese drama, Taiwanese drama, and more recently, I think maybe multiple, um, I'm not sure if multiple Taiwanese multiple Japanese um, but definitely recently also a Chinese drama I haven't watched any of the other versions only the Korean one it was my first one and it was wonderful um, absolutely wonderful and terrible all at the same time um, I think you know this drama is quite long 25 episodes so about 25 hours or a bit over that and they really they have this theme to uh theme song um almost paradise which if you've seen it i think you will remember and it they just blast it like honestly they blast it for like half of the whole series just every single second they're playing this song um <laughs> i really really had it stuck in my head and i didn't like it <laughs> But the drama itself, I did like, even though it's crazy. 
it really starts off um, like you know what you're in for. So basically um, there's this really richy rich school and all these boys arrive in helicopters and because it's 2009, you know, the 2000s, um, they all look insane. Um, the clothes they wear are insane. There's a lot of really bonkers fashion in this drama. Um, so pretty much there's there's a lot of faces in this drama I think that you recognize and that are still you know doing really well now so Kim Bum um Kim Hyun Jung who plays the second male lead who I just I couldn't stand him in this drama his orange mullet hair and his I just no he didn't work for me I didn't like him at all um obviously the actor himself has had a few controversies since then um and then the actress is Gu Hae Son who um, plays Jan D. So I liked her. I thought she was cute. Um, I didn't love her. I didn't follow her around other dramas. Um, but myself, like every other person who watched this, um, became obsessed with Lee Min Ho or Lee Min Ho. Um, after this, he is a total standout, even though he has crazy kind of permed poodle hair. Um, he's so good in this drama. <laughs> he's wonderful. Um, and you know, he's a standout. He became so famous because of this. He's such an A-list actor now in the drama world and he does movies obviously, but you know, I think still with the dramas, um, he's got a new drama coming out, um, very soon. Um, I think he's out of army now, which is good. And I'm very, very excited for his new drama. Um, yeah, he's very, very, he's wonderful in this. He's a complete dickhead though, like his character is. Um, Gu Jun Pyo is such a fuckhead. Like honestly, he's horrible. He bullies people into killing themselves. He he turns the whole school against innocent people. Um, he's constantly mean to John D. He's so mean to her. And then she fly kicks him in the face and he decides that he's completely in love with her. And then he starts pursuing her relentlessly while she's in love with his best friend, um, Jihoo, who is this orange haired mullet wearing white suit wearing violin player who just goes off into like the bushes and plays violins all the time and it's all very very fucking odd and also completely fantastic um I don't know like it was probably one of my first introductions to something that's a bit of a staple when there's good looking boys in a k-drama you know like everyone runs around screaming all the girls like in schools run around they tear their hair out and they're just like oh my god look at this person even if you know, the good looking boy is not a celebrity. Everyone in K-dramas just freaks out over them. So I think this was my first exposure to that. Um, that's in a lot of dramas, even, you know, Love Alarm, which I've watched very recently, 2019 drama, even has that, you know, when the good looking boy, rich, good looking boy turns up at school, everyone's just freaking out. They're all staring at him. And I'll tell you, no one does that, like <laughs> where I'm from. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, so yeah, it was very interesting. It's, I mean, Boys Over Flowers is a bit different. It's a very, it's kind of got a heightened a heightened sense of reality. It's not exactly, you don't feel like you're watching anything gritty. Like, and I think it works because it's so kind of strange world that it's set in. You just take it all. Like, you know, if the girls are going to run around tearing their hair out and screaming, that's fine. You know, like if everyone's going to go into a coma every two minutes, that's fine. And it's interesting that you can watch such a bonkers show and get really 
truly quite invested in you know getting your happy ending and and seeing it through to the end to find out what happens and I think probably to be honest a lot of that probably does come down to Lee Minow actually being a really good actor and being very charismatic and actually making you care about his character and when his character is sad and going through heartache like you actually give a shit even though he's got you know, a poodle hair and is probably wearing some sort of weird ruffle thing around his neck and like a pinstripe suit from the 2000s. Like he's really good. Um, I think he's definitely the best thing about this show other than the fact that the whole show is so crazy that it's just so much fun to watch such a strange show. I always thought I would actually rewatch it. That's how much I enjoyed it the first time. But um, these days, there's so many K-dramas out there and there's just constantly new ones that I want to watch. Um, something has to be very, very special um, to kind of call me back to rewatch. And I think as much as I loved Boys Over Flowers while I was watching it, I don't know if it's something <laughs> that I, I don't know if I would watch it again, I guess. Um, I did really love it, but I mean, 25 episodes is a pretty big commitment. It's pretty long when you could be watching something new. And also, whew, that fashion, I don't, I just don't know if I could like take anyone seriously with the stuff that they wear in this show. Um, I think that's it for me. I'm, I don't really have anything to say except I love it and it's terrible. <laughs> I'm very interested if you've seen it. I would love to know your feelings. So before I get to the end of my show this week, it is now time for my random thing of the week. I'm going to keep this probably pretty brief. (laughs) So my random thing, I feel like I've been telling you guys a lot of random personal taste things about myself and my K-drama viewing habits lately. So I thought I'd just continue along in that vein and tell you all that I fucking hate turtlenecks. I hate them so much. I hate them. I think that you can get any any good looking Korean actor and stuff him into a freaking fuzzy turtleneck and I will definitely ship whatever other ship there is in that drama for me to ship. Um, So one drama I'm thinking of particularly would be Airs or The Airs with Lee Min Ho and Park Shin Hye. Um, Lee Min Ho wears so many freaking weird fuzzy turtlenecks in that drama and I just don't like them. I hate them. I hate them so much. Um, also, Park Hedgin in Cheese in the Trap. Um, so many turtlenecks. It's horrible. I'm pretty sure that was the sole reason that I totally jumped off his ship and went for So Kung Jun, who was dressed so nicely in cool clothes and looked awesome. Um, yeah, I really, really hate them. Um, everyone wears them in Healer, the drama Healer. Um, which I love that drama and I actually it didn't turn me off anybody because I loved it so much I loved the main characters but I really wish they'd just stopped and you know when they're having all their romance scenes and they're hugging each other and making out and they're both like Park Min Young and Ji Chung Wook um they're both just wearing these big big old fuzzy just just too fuzzy it was too big and too fuzzy and I hated it and that is my random thing of the week <laughs> 